Jesus is a master storyteller. And yet, without the Gospel of John and the rest of the New Testament and the resurrection narratives, his storytelling would be like an indie film that is compelling and the stories are great and the dialogue's amazing, but it doesn't end as well as we would like. We turn to the story of Luke 15, the story of the two sons, the story of the running father, and we note through the compelling storytelling of Jesus that we can run away from God through wild living, and we can run away from God through imposing a prison of miserable duty upon ourselves. That's the younger son and the older son. But what's the answer? How do we enjoy the embrace of the Father? Even more importantly, how do we become like the Father ourselves? Welcome to Five More Minutes, a podcast of Covenant Presbyterian Church designed to remind me and you that it's good to talk to our souls about the gospel of Jesus, not just on Sunday. So Jesus tells this story, and the disciples are intrigued, and they find the story compelling, and they're not sure what to do with it. One theologian describes the Gospel of John as the key which unlocks the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Jesus was a compelling storyteller, and he kept some things vague because he was gently leading his people, then and now, to understand that a trusting relationship with him is the only thing that frees us from our destructive tendencies and the only thing that really frees us from a life of self-imposed misery, believing that what God wants from us is good behavior. John chapter 3, Jesus says to a religious leader, unless a man is born again, he won't see the kingdom of God. Jesus goes on to describe himself as God in seven different ways, the seven I am's. John chapter 14, the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 15, he says he is the vine. And our role is to abide with him. A beautiful word to followers of Christ. And a very confusing word if we're trying to do something. And so the difference, the way that we move out of our wild living, and even more importantly, according to Jesus, out of our self-imposed prisons of religion, is by learning to abide in him learning to regularly, daily enjoy that our good works merit nothing before the Father. That when we follow Him, it's for His glory and our good, but not to earn a thing. Somehow that news frees us from the prison the older brother constructs for himself in Luke 15. And the love of that story frees us from thinking that we know better than God, like the younger son in Luke chapter 15. And so if we read the story of the two sons, we're like, right, I don't want to throw my life away on riotous living. I really don't want to have this miserable life believing that what God desires is my duty. So what do I do? How do I receive the embrace of the Father? And just as importantly, how do I allow the Holy Spirit to grow me into a running Father? The way is the way. The way to become the running father is to learn to daily acquiesce, to be gripped by, as Paul says in Galatians 4, the love of the father in sending his son, knowing that our sin is cosmically problematic. But God loves us, so he sent his son. And then he calls us into mission where we can unoffendably love. The father does not 
love in an overly tough way. And somehow he's still not an enabler in his love. Isn't that what we long for with our parents and children and siblings and coworkers? To love well, neither too tough nor enabling. The only way to do that, according to Jesus, is by learning to be embraced by him, learning to pray in light of his great love, learning to remember that he loves us and likes us, that our sin is a big deal, but he calls us into mission. Strangely, that religious activity as a reminder of the truth of the gospel is the only thing that frees us into real joy, the joy of becoming the running father. That's it for five more minutes this week. I hope you're encouraged by the gospel of Jesus.